Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And this week's podcast is sponsored by Nobody in OBODY. What I think is funny is we both did the same tune. I'm all <laughs> men in, and you're all nobody. <laughs> Pretty much Mo Give. You know, I never made that connection before, Pete, that because I think you came up with that jingle. I had no idea you were basing it on the men in commercial. <laughs> Mogiv for men. In. <laughs> By Menin. Uh, welcome. Oh, if if you're if you are if you did not grow up in the eighties, you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, forty percent of millennials don't wear deodorant. Have you seen that stat? What? I know. Man, not only are you guys lazy, but you're stinky too. Yeah, stinky lazy kids. Get off my nah. lawn. No kidding, right? Put some pants on. Pull them up. Pull, pull those pants up, kid. Get a haircut. <laughs> Welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm training church planners uh, this week, and I, I let them know that uh, after seven years of doing the same podcast, you're, you pretty much earn the right to entertain yourself at the beginning of it. You know what I'm saying? I think at this point, we pretty much do whatever we want. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty In fact, much. We, just, we just pulled out a, you know what, this is our podcast, and we're going to go ahead and just not do it with you guys. <laughs> this last week, we're, we're pretty much, this is ours. We'll do what we want with it. This is my podcast. It's not the only <laughs> podcast, and it's not the best podcast, but it's mine. This is my podcast. There are many like it, but this one's <laughs> that's, mine. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that's it. 
Oh my gosh, man! You know what's so? Th- oh wait, is- wait, 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 what? wait, what? This is my podcast. This is my gun. This one's for teaching. This one's for fun. <laughs> Too far? Oh, some people are still not going to know what any of that is. I know they've never seen Full Metal Jacket or been in the military. So, uh, so hey, uh, welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. We're going to get to some church planning goodness once we're done with Smack Talk, and we'll be done whenever we feel like being done. This is our podcast. If we want to do Smack Talk, the whole thing, which we've done, we'll do it. You can have my podcast when you pry it from my gold dead fingers. And you can just, you can ask for a refund if you don't like our podcast. We'll be happy to give it to you. Dude, we are salty today. What's I'm up with you. us? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so I got this is more for you than it is for the listener. <laughs> I got to okay. fill you in on what has just <laughs> happened in my life. This is going to be a normal smack talk then. <laughs> Pretty much, right? So as, as you said, as you rightly identified, this is how we do friendship. <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. It's the podcast. I can't quit you, man. So bad. Why does it always have to go to Brokeback Mountain? Why? Why? <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Oh, I feel I feel not clean. So, um <laughs> So, okay, here's the deal. One of my clients is uh merging with another company and that other company needs my help and I really don't want to do it. So I was telling Peyton earlier this week. Yeah. So I gave him a proposal that was so outrageous that if they gave it to me, sure, I'd, I'd do the work, but I don't want it. Cause it was like, I think I was asking for 10 grand a month and uh, 5% of all of the growth that I create for them. And then it was, or if you don't want to pay me ten grand a month, give me sixty five hundred a month and ten percent of all the growth I create for you, which are basically my way of saying I don't want to do this. <laughs> like I have no desire to do it. So then, um, so then my client like emails me and is like, you know, I, I'm I'm meeting with them on the eighth, and I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to take that. I'm like, good, right? I'm pretty sure I don't want to do it. But I didn't want to say that to the client. So they're like, uh, uh, you know, what's plan B? So I go, well, option one is they take that. And we work together and I make them a lot of money. Option two is nothing changes and I don't do anything with them. I just continue working with you. Option three is you guys just buy me out. <laughs> just just give me a lump of money and I'm gone. And then... Right. I'm not even in the picture at all. So I just spent the last 40 minutes on the phone with my client and she was bringing up this, this side opportunity with them that I could totally do and totally run and totally make a bunch of money. And I'm like, Oh, that that one actually is tempting because I kind of don't want to work with the mothership. Uh, this would be more like just one little thing that, that I would be really good at, everyone would be really happy, and everyone would make a bunch of money. That would be my 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 ideal. So I think that might actually happen. That's kind of cool. It could be. Could be. Could be. So 
So that'd be good. Because, you know, the one problem with dropping a client is it's kind of a lot of money that I got to make up for. So that's why I kind of don't want to just outright get rid of the client. Sure. That's why, you know, Pete, as I've often said, that church planning is the path to success and increased finances. Uh, Well, if you uh, are like, hey... Uh, let's take that uh, that uh, uh, offering and uh, let me go put it in my backpack before I leave. Thank you very much, it's, everybody. It's pretty much the opposite. If you've listened to this podcast at all during the last seven years, and dang it, if you haven't, where in the heck have you been? Well, but seven years. We, we say the opposite. At, at this point, they're like, well, I was still in grade school. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we're we're just coming on six and a half years, right? Am I am I just adding I have no time idea. on there? I, it, it definitely seems longer, doesn't it? It seems more like a good <laughs> 25, 26 years. You know, I can say as an apostolic kind of guy, I don't tend to stick around on things this long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kinda like to fold things down and start new things and Well, that's part of know, my problem with this client. I've been working with this client like five or six years. And I was telling somebody, I was like, I don't think I ever held a job for more than like two years, maybe three. I can't even remember if I held a job ever for three years. Because by that point, I'm like, dude, I'm bored. I'm done. Time to go on to the next one. And that's why like working with this one client for this long is like driving me up the wall. Less to do with them and more to do with me. It's not you. It's me. But this is how we do friendship, so, you know. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Well, um, you got any smack? Um, Other than that, oh, uh, I got a good one. So uh, I know this isn't the From Concealment podcast, which you guys can find very shortly with uh, another church planner that I'm doing. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. You like that? You like that little plug? I saw that. Uh, By the way, it was funny. Dan and I were recording uh, episode two this week. And it's supposed to be like a 20, 25-minute podcast. And we're at like minute 40. I'm like, okay, we're way over, but we just got to go. And he's like, yeah, but it's kind of like the Church Planner podcast where we just start talking about everything. I mean, we started going off on everything. So, yeah. That's rad. But uh, so last night had a shooting competition. I uh, I shot the white guy. And if you've never been to shooting competitions. Did uh, you say I shot the white guy? Yeah, I shot the white guy. What does uh, that mean? Oh, you shot the white guy on your. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to shoot the white guy. Like, so in 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 now, okay, I'm a little worried because you're saying I shot the white guy. Are you supposed to be shooting people of other? You're supposed like, to uh, shoot the brown guy. Yeah, you're not. Like, you cannot be serious right now. Oh no, that's totally what it is. The targets one side is white, one side is brown. White means uh, hostage, civilian, can't shoot the white guy. Brown because it's harder to see. Oh, um, okay. Because I thought thought we were about to have a serious (laughs) intervention. (laughs) uh, More like a public relations issue for our podcast. Since my children are brown, I was just like, okay. We're gonna get some mail, Dude. and we're gonna be on the news. And we, we, I just better clarify what you mean here by "I no, shot the white it's, guy." That's it's it's actually a common joke in the <laughs> shooting community because, like, this one guy last night, his name is uh, 
I believe his last name is White. I believe it's Michael White, but he's black. And um, and every time he shoots the white guy, the head instructor goes, "Why'd you shoot the white guy? Because I didn't like him, sir." <laughs> that's rad oh it's hilarious right um so anyway last night i shoot the white guy the guy you're not supposed to shoot and i didn't make up the shot so that's a 25 point drop like that's a big drop to get and uh and that was just on one exercise right or one stage as we call it i still ended up getting third place out of 18 so i was like all right no kidding yeah, and the head wow. instructor, uh, he got second place, and I looked at his score sheet, and I was like, if I hadn't shot the white guy, I would have actually beat the head instructor. And I didn't that's look at the, the guy who got first place. I didn't look at his score sheet, so I, I don't know if I would have beat him or not. But uh, That's pretty dang funny. Dude, I was like, man, I can't believe it. I shot. I mean, granted, these aren't, like, I got another competition coming up t- uh, tomorrow night, and those guys... Like if if I make it in the top fifty percent, I'm happy because <laughs> those are like the real shooters. Like they they live and breathe and go out and compete nationally, kind of deal. So I'm like, if I can just hang in the top half, I'm happy over there. That's pretty good, dude. That's rad. I you know I haven't done that stuff. Like you and I are long overdue to go do that um, stormtrooper thing. Do do we do the? Do we do the islands first and then we go shooting or what, how exactly is it supposed to play out? Uh, yeah, for sure. Dude, you're going to kill it in there. We're going to go in there. It's going to be like, you know, Jedi Mitchell, you know, like shooting everything up. And uh, I'm going to be uh, my aim is going to be as bad as a stormtrooper. I was going to say, you're, you're going to fit the part. I, I am. Yeah. Pete and I are getting ready to. uh at some point, and this is going to happen this summer. It has and to happen. We've been this getting summer. ready for the last couple of years. So, we ha- when they first came out with that thing in downtown Disney, it's like, hey, it's a uh, virtual reality and it lasts like 12, 13 minutes, and you're in there and you're shooting stormtroopers. Or you are a stormtrooper. I can't remember which one it is, but maybe you get to choose. It, it wouldn't fit, like, because if you're a good shot, you can't be a stormtrooper. <laughs> Right, like that wouldn't it's that would uh, the Star Wars nerds would come out like nerd raging on it, like no, oh, you can't have that, you know. So it, it can't be that way. But yeah, we're supposed to go do that. I tell you what, I've been doing this week. I've been exulting in my beer drinking in a Baptist crowd, and uh, I've not drunk beer in front of the Baptists at all. But I've been uh, training. Um, this is my final time to train for the Sin Network. And uh, it's always good, dude. I always enjoy the people I get to train with. But um, I'm under contract now. I'm not an employee. So uh, it's funny, man. The, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go out to eat afterwards as we do. And I can't get a beer. You know, I, I could get a beer, but I just won't. Like, it's, it's, it's not nice because some of those guys, they want to drink beer. They're exactly where I was. But um, it's fun. So uh, what's really funny, though, is that um, so I've got Brad Briscoe. If any of you know Brad Briscoe, um, he was on the training team with me, um, wrote a book on Bivo and Covo, kind of coined that phrase. And, you know, we've interviewed them before, Pete, you know, Lance Ford, Brad Briscoe, uh, Missional Essentials, Missional Quest, (laughs) Next Door as It Is in Heaven. But what's funny about Brad, I I think I think they've actually uh, blocked me on Facebook. 
I don't think so. Uh, one of them has. Not Brad. I'm not going to say which one, but one of them has. <laughs> right, right. It's not Brad, but we don't want to say which one. But, you know, what? what's super funny, dude, is that, like, Brad is, he's seriously one of the coolest guys, like, you'll ever meet. Super cool. He's he's 58 years old. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. He looks he good looks, for 58. He looks younger than you and I. I know. I, I mean, well, no kidding. And And every yeah. time he says it to me, I'm shocked. Like, I, I forget it. It's like the dude is super fit. He looks super young. And when he busts out that he's 58, like, he's crazy smart. Brad is a really bright dude. And um, he's just fun. But what, what I love about him is he's really, like, he's really serious. Like, uh, but he's mellow. And for me, like, my favorite thing when I get around him is to make him laugh by being absolutely ridiculous. Because the dude has a rad sense of humor. So that's uh, that's kind of been my week, and my goal this week is, and, and I made this kind of like a fun game in my training, is to, yeah, there it is, um, is to make Brad Briscoe cry. Oh. So it's, yeah, so that's my thing. I'm trying to like, I'm digging deep. I asked him like, when's the last time you cried at a good film last night at dinner? And he just started busting up like, I don't even remember that. I'm like, oh. And I and I and I started listing off oh, I like could movies. You. I could tell. Oh you yeah, me. yeah. Go on, go on. E.T. <laughs> Were we like eight years old? Probably, dude. That's rad. You haven't cried at a film since then. I haven't cried since then. So so no joke. <laughs> this is a true story, and uh, you know I have no self respect, or I wouldn't be on this podcast. But here here's the deal. Um, okay, so recently. You know, you, you and I have been talking about this. You know, I mentioned last week that I, I've been a little on edge recently. And, and, and I kind of had a breakthrough this week where I kind of realized, like, it's just been like the trials that have gone on over the last few years have just, there's sometimes where it's the length of the suffering and the trials that at a certain point you hit, you almost hit a wall and you hit a uh, kind of like a, you know, you, you, and, and it's not bad. Like I got, I got to be honest, like my daughter has three surgeries coming up, but like that, that's, that's like kind of normal for us now. It's a difference between acute pain and chronic pain, but the chronic drains. And so where I'm at right now is I, it just kind of hit me, um, <clears throat> that we're tired. You know, I was talking with my wife. We had a rad talk the other day. And we just kind of realize, like, we're worn. You know, we're tired. We're weary. And um, these things have gone on uh, for a long time. And um, what was I talking about? I, I, I serious. I, I have no idea. Oh, shoot. Roll Trials in your tape, life. Things are, things are going bad. No one's happy. You've been salty. I heard that one. You've been salty. <laughs> well, I was talking about how, you know, I've, I've been kind of salty and, and tired and, and worn out and weary. And this was going somewhere. And then I got a little distracted by what I was sharing. And that's it. So moving uh, right along. Moving right along. So. No, no, for, for real. I, I remember. So anyway, so what's kind of funny, this has never happened. I've been married 22 years. And the wife and I... Every night, like we put the kids down. This is, we're always together, right? Like, 
um, we'll watch something together. And, and recently, it's been kind of like, if I sit in front of the TV, I'm gone. Like 15, 20 minutes in, I'm I'm gone. And there's uh, next thing I know, she's you know, pushing on me. Hey, wake up. It's time for bed. And so recently, she's been like, hey, do you mind if you know, I watch my, my, my TV show. And so she's been watching like parenthood and all these family shows. And, um, I, I really, you know, I watched parenthood with her first time around. It's a pretty good show. And, uh, it was like a total family show. I had no desire to watch it second time around. And so sometimes some night she'll look at me and she'll say, Hey, do you want to go like in the other room, play a video game or something? And what she's doing is she's getting rid of me. I, I totally know this. Like she's kicking me out. And I can say, no, no, you know, I, but like right now during this time, I want her to have like whatever she needs. I just don't want to watch that, but I want her like, that's kind of in a way it's kind of like where she's coping is like that shows like her little treat. And, uh, and so I don't want to come in and go, no, I want to watch, you know, whatever stupid thing I want to watch. So anyways, the other night I'm in the, I'm in the dining room. My computer's on the dining room table right now. And so, um, it, it, and I'm I'm in there, and I can see the TV in the reflection of the glass, and 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 she's watching Parenthood, and there's this one scene where it's like super emotional, and I can see, there's like the fireplace that floats in the in the middle of the room between the living room, it's like the stone fireplace, see through, and all that yada yada, and but I can't see the TV unless I look, you know, the opposite direction at this at the front glass doors and I can see the reflection of the TV but I can hear the whole thing so I'm over here killing like kobolds and goblins and whatever on my game you know wielding swords of legend and and as I look you know I can hear this whole like dialogue playing out and it's pulling on my heartstrings and uh and Andrea is <laughs> so embarrassing Andrea is like oh my gosh she's like I can see her on the sofa and she looks over at me and she goes, oh my gosh, that's so sad. And when she looks over, I look over and I just start smiling because I got these tears running down my face. <laughs> and she goes, are you crying? And I go, no. <laughs> She's like, are you, are you watching my show? And I go, no, I'm, I'm playing my video game. And she's like, no, you're crying. Are you, are you crying because you heard? I'm like, I can actually see the reflection in the, in, in the window going out to the garden. She just starts busting up and goes, oh, my gosh, I have to Facebook about this. So Nice. There you have it. Did she Facebook it? Uh, she didn't because I think at the moment I was, I'm like, no, you can't Facebook. You know, it's funny, man. Like, I'm super stupid about certain well, things. Did, like, did you tell her to take it back or you were going to end the relationship? Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's usually what I get. I know, right? <laughs> we're done here, man. That's it. That's it, Andrew. You post that on Facebook. We're done. I think, I think, by the way, I think the best part of my apologies to you. The best part, the best line in my apologies to you is, well, how do I say this? I did do it intentionally, but I didn't mean it from the heart. Like I was going for the joke. I thought it was funny. <laughs> like To me, that's like such a funny line in and of itself. 
You know, and and it's funny too because you you give <laughs> like, the best like, apologies I've ever heard. Like no no joke, you you were the best apologizer <laughs> well, I've ever met in my life. It was true. Like I meant no offense. <laughs> I did mean like I couldn't lie and say I didn't mean it. Like I said it because I thought it was funny, <laughs> but it was in no way like from the heart. It was not like you know I really feel this. I don't even remember what it was now, but it was like I just, <laughs> nobody I, knows what we're talking about. I don't even know what Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just remember thinking that's our Man. safe word, by the way, listener. That's our safe word. Everyone's like, why do they have a safe word? We should That's actually do a word podcast. On the podcast. When you're doing a podcast seven years, you need a safe word. I think we should do a podcast on why your marriage needs a safe word. No kidding, right? Andrew and I uh, used to have one. We we used to have a um we used to have a word that we would and we'll get into the podcast in a minute. We used to have a word that we would use when it was time to go, you know how like you're hanging out with, and you're a ministry and you're hanging out with people and like they're not leaving or you're out and it's like, it's clearly, it's time to go home and you don't know how to signal each other. And Andrew and I, before we were married, we had watched this movie called Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And um, if you've never seen that movie, it's actually a really, it's a Ron Howard film. So it's a good film. But um, you got to ignore that it's Nicole Kidman and, and Tom Cruise. But um, it's actually a really good movie. And uh, there's a uh, they have a code word in that movie, and it's Captain Moonlight. And so uh, you know that that was our word. We'd look at each other and be like, "Hey, Captain Moonlight." That was a signal. It meant nothing. And and yeah, I, but I, don't you think people were like, "Okay, you can't even work that one into a conversation." Nope. No, and you know, nobody ever once said to us, Captain Moonlight, what's that? I don't even think people heard it. And we started using it when we were in Wales. So it was kind of like, I think they're just like, oh, these crazy Americans. Yeah, well, Captain that's Moonlight. probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they understood what we were saying half the time. That's funny. If you listen to my other podcast, which is Ministry Ninja, um, second episode dropped uh, this week, and it's so funny though because Barry's accent on that thing is so Welsh. I mean, when he was here, his accent kind of moderate, but I mean, Barry lives in a Welsh-speaking part of 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 Wales, and I've said this before that that is a complex language surpassed only by Russian, which is where um, original Celtic supposedly came from. It was the Volga River Valley in in, in Russia? So migration happened. And his accent, oh my gosh, like please is Asquelikanda. So it is a very complex language. But when he's talking, he's like, Well, I don't know that I've ever thought about that before. And it, it, it's just How do you it's, think Melissa is gonna sound when she comes back? Oh my gosh, I guarantee you when she comes back, she'll have that lilt that I used to have when I would come back and people would be like, Oh man, I you know, the the, the way you're talking, it's like cause you the end of sentences go up like a sing song. So you'd be like, oh, that's a good one, that. You know, there's like this lilt that comes at the end of sentences. And Interesting. Barry is very well, they, the, even the South Wales Welsh, um, it's very industrial down there. Um, they, they will say, oh, that's the Welshy Welsh. So Barry's in a Welsh speaking community. And so his accent's very thick on that thing. 
I don't know if people are going to understand what he's saying half the time. Sorry, Barry. I know you listen to this podcast, but you know, is it be yourself? Hey, Barry, you do you. You be your Welshy Welshman. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> you do you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he just texted me. He said, "I'm a Pete Mitchell fan." And I was like, "I have no idea what he. Mean. I don't know what I said on last week's podcast." And then you I had said, to remind you that you, you said, said I, I said I have no fans, so I don't know what I was talking about. But that's kind of the yeah, way I roll. I have no idea what had, I'm saying. Half you the time. had uh, made the comment you didn't know if there were any Pete Mitchell fans out there, and you found the one. I found the one. <laughs> and it's Barry. Come on. Yeah. It's Barry. Yeah, you know, now I feel betrayed. I, I don't know if I can have him as a co-host in my other podcast, Ministry Ninja. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here's, here's, here's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I won't be late next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so Oklahoma, funny Oklahoma. <laughs> Oh, it was so funny when you when you go. That's gonna on last week. That's gonna be a new soundbite. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I can't even remember dying, what that dude. was. I don't either, but I was dying. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's get into today's topic. All right. Hold on, Doc. Great Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to yes. the nitty gritty. Come on. Okay, we'll do that. Yes, it is time. Sorry to interrupt. I always forget that the second soundbite's on its way. I frequently interrupt him. Yeah, little nacho. You know what's funny, though, is uh, I don't know if it's still this way on this current tool that we're using, but always on the old tool, even if I talked, it would totally override me. It was funny. So if I was interrupting on the on the podcast, you would hear me in the background go. I have no idea, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Barry will tell us. You and I don't actually listen to our own podcast. So. I used to listen to every episode. Me too. And you know, if I do, every once in a while, I'll be working in the garage or in the yard or something, and I'll have a podcast on because I'm doing manual stuff. I like to to listen. And I'll be listening to other podcasts. And when that's, you know, phone's in my pocket, it'll sometimes pick up our podcast. And if I start to listen to it, it's funny. At least we're funny to us, man. That's all I'm saying. So, um, I feel bad for the the guys who uh, come on and (laughs) they're like, oh, Church Planner Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they get on here and they're like, a letdown. what in the heck is this? And uh, it's kind of almost like Fight Club. Like there's a special initiation into this, you know, you don't talk about the Church well, Planner podcast. Before we actually get into the subject material, you reminded me of something that happened one time. I was hanging out with a bunch of these pastors and uh, and one of them had like made a comment, oh, I haven't seen the, the Passion movie yet. <laughs> I remember going... You haven't seen the passion? You're a pastor. And he goes, Well, in all fairness, I did read the book. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I kind of feel that with our podcast. You haven't listened to your own podcast? In all fairness, I was there when it was recorded. But you know, I, I've always like I can't listen to my own sermons. I cannot stand myself. I can't deep. listen to your sermons either. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, that's, that's because the I'm a best north preacher in. No, just joking. See, you can't say things like that, and um, it's because so, I'm up north and you're down south. That's the only reason why I can't <laughs> listen to yours. Well, that that is true. You can't listen to my sermons now, and and for that matter, I don't really. You know, it's so funny because um, when I was in the states before Wales, I was known as a preacher. Like I was getting flown to Hawaii and you know San Francisco. Like 
I was getting trips. I was going to stinking uh, Vegas, and people were flying me out places. And, you know, when I came back, it was like, Peyton who? Like, nobody knows me as a preacher, which is, you know, kind of hilarious. Because even in Wales, like, that's what I was known for. And uh, since I'm, I'm, I'm writing books, hey, 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 I can't. I can't give any details, but somebody got a book contract this week. And that's what I'm known as now is like an author and a podcaster and whatever, if I'm known at all. I don't really think I'm known, but um, that, that, if, if I do have my Andy Warhol 15 minutes of, of <laughs> very modest fame, it is that. It's kind of funny. It's shifted. As I'll, it I'll, I'll, I'll take your, your word for it. Uh, why don't we get into the actual topic, sir? Yeah. Yeah, well, the topic today is why you need a shepherd. I can I can start off and tell you, I definitely need a shepherd. Um, I, I, obviously, I am more apostolic. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, and when I say apostolic, I mean little a, and I mean more like a... a uh, kind of like a frontline church planner, someone who's going to go into areas that um, are a little more difficult and try to mobilize the body of Christ on mission. And that's kind of my DNA, right? If you if you prick me, I will bleed apostolic blood. I will be all about mission and mobilizing you on mission. Whereas most of our churches nowadays are about gathering Christians to what they're doing <clears throat> and growing that way. And of course, they want to reach the lost, but it's really about gathering people. And so for me, a lot of the, um, I would say, angst that came out in my first book, Church Zero, and Reaching the Unreached, had to do with mobilizing on mission. Both of those books have that flavor. It's kind of like a part one and part two. Um, and but, but here's the problem. We've talked about this before, that... If you're talking about the APEST, the Apostolic, Prophetic, Evangelistic, Shepherd, and Teacher roles from Ephesians 4, or what I like to call FIST, um, the FIST model of leadership, where when you plant, um, you have these different five fingers, you put them together and they make a, a fist for kingdom impact. Um, if, if you have these different offices that work together, people see a more complete picture of Jesus. But the problem is... Um, you don't hear from God as an apostolic leader in the same way that the others do. And I'm not saying that you hear from God less. I'm saying that you hear from God differently. So when I hear God and the, and the heartbeat of Jesus in my community, when I, when I feel like the Spirit's speaking, you know, if, if I were you know, kind of like a, 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 you know, a kaleidoscope, you know, you spin a kaleidoscope around and all the, the pieces move into a different configuration so that the shut up train, I'm in a profound thought right now. So rude. Um, but the light shines through that kaleidoscope, um, same light, same pieces, but configured differently and you get a different image. And, and so when the light of God shines through my gifting, um, it looks very different than when the light of God shines through a prophetic gifting or an evangelistic or a shepherd or teacher. And, and what you find in these makeup of roles is that when these five roles come together, say like, you know, we meet together and we talk about the church and 
what are we going to do? And let's pray. And we each bring a different aspect of what Jesus wants to do in that community together to that, to that meeting. And so for me, I freak the shepherd out, right? Like, or I morph the shepherd, <laughs> right? You just I do. said I freak the shepherd out. I do. The shepherd gets freaked out because I'm like, hey, this is what we're going to do. You know, and, and I've used the stories before on this podcast, so I don't want to bore people with them, but like trying to go into a truck stop and plant a church there, try to uh, plant a I Remember when we were going to move the building? Were you, were you still with the church? You were. Yeah, the When gas I was station. like, yeah, we're going to go to the gas station. And they're like, where are we going to put the kids? And I'm like, oh, we put them down in the, in the pit, you know, where they, the mechanics work on the car, you know, we put them down there. Can you imagine like somebody doing church that way? You're like, oh, where's the Sunday school? And they're like in that hole over there. Like, like this was and, and no joke, like that was fairness, a, we would have moved there had it not been for the issues in the community that like you couldn't use that for a church. That was the right. big problem with it. Right. And but to me that was a sane idea. And now I after the shepherd on our team started speaking into it, well, you know, Peyton, like people aren't gonna wanna go put their kids in a hole. There, you know, there wasn't the a hole there. It was probably just the garage. Like just, just to make you sound better, there wasn't a hole there. Well, I didn't it, even go look at I did. whether there was a hole. I just, I just in my mind was like, we we were oh. going to do it in chairs, like we did an outdoor church. We were going to do it in chairs where the I don't know the tanks used to be, or you know where the where you would fill up your cart <laughs> yeah. normally. We yeah. sitting there on the corner, like that's where oh, we were gonna. We'll dig the gas tanks up and put the kids down there. Like, like I, I'm just telling you, like, yeah. regardless of whether that was my idea, and yeah. this seemed like a sane idea to me. And and this is what I'm saying is, I need a shepherd. I need the shepherd to me to the apostolic gifting is the voice of reason and the voice of sanity that call because I'll start to get really wild. And I'll need the shepherd to be like, whoa, 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 Peyton, we got to carry people and take people with us. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the Navy SEAL is going to want to do all these really, you know, cool, covert and dangerous things. And, you know, there's different branches of the military for, for, for a reason, right? Like the National Guard's like, hey, uh, we kind of got to look after the home front. You know, like we got to maintain things over here. And that's that's the purpose of the of the National Guard. And, you know, they're part of the Army, the Army National Guard. But there's a different mentality there. There's a they have combat, too. Don't get me wrong. My brother was in National Guard. But there's a there's a different mentality that exists between different types of. um, And I and I use this analogy in Church Zero. Cha-ching. Um, by the way, everywhere I go, do you know I dropped something out in my training this week uh, and I mentioned my book? I, it was funny. I go, you know, there's an amazing book on, on neuroscience that you all need to get. And I was about to mention the book, The Brain That Changed Itself. And I paused and I said, it's called Church Zero by Peyton Jones. And I'm with all these people from all over the United States. I don't even know when they all go, cha-ching. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's funny that because that, we don't even do it that much anymore. No, no. And, and that's our rule is we have to say cha-ching. So now, but when I go other places, people will remind me, hey, cha-ching. And I say, hey, we're not on my podcast. I don't have to say cha-ching here. So that, that's, that's a rule for this podcast, for the shameless plug. 
But uh, which I don't know. Does that beg the question? When we are plugging our other podcast, should we say cha-ching? I don't. Dude, there's there's no money yet, so I don't know. <laughs> How about it? Just a cha, cha. There's no cha. So <laughs> cha. So uh, it, it, getting back to the to the point. So yeah. So having a shepherd is is key for me, and I I used to kind of feel like. The shepherd, you know, kind of like Anakin Skywalker, where he's looking at the Jedi Council going, you know, uh, you know, they're holding me back, Obi-Wan, you know, I, I should be a master by now. And and I used to always kind of resent that because the apostolic in me couldn't understand why don't, and, and I think part of the maturity and leadership when you realize, no, that person's speaking the heart of Jesus too. Like, it's not just the way I see it. It's also... You know, and, and I'll be honest, I have so many breakthroughs um, and aha moments and light bulbs switching on when I hear a shepherd. So I would say to me, the most valuable person to me on my team because of my weaknesses is a shepherd. Now, those are the two that, that tend, like I said, when, when, when you don't understand the dynamics, you get in fights with them more. Or there's even the, the possibility that you're going to have a strained relationship because you'll seem almost at times like the antithesis because a shepherd will be so inward focused that at times the shepherd would sit here and say the exact same thing about the apostolic like the apostolic leader is very good for me and the reason i say the apostolic is because they are the antithesis of one another so the shepherd is about caring for the sheep the apostle is for mobilizing the sheep. So the difference between the evangelist, the evangelist is almost like a splinter cell. The evangelist can go out there and evangelize all by their lonesome. You know, um, they're, they're on their own all by myself. Now, they'll take people with them sometimes, but they, they typically, they're kind of almost like an island, and I find it really unique in the way that Paul lists out the five roles in Ephesians 4. I believe there's an order to it. So when he goes apostle, prophet, those two stand next to each other. So there's a reason they're listed as number one and number two. Those two together are like the dynamic duo. You put them together, they're going to tear it up, right? They're going to be like almost um, an unstoppable force. And they get each other. They get into a lot of trouble together. The shepherd is a major encourager. So the shepherd, the apostle constantly needs encouragement. Um, you know, and so the, the shepherd, when a shepherd, I mean, a, the apostle needs encouragement. So when a prophet's there, and the prophet's also super radical, right? And, and the gifting of encouragement that a prophet has is to stimulate mission. So that's why in Acts you see them turning up to all the new works, like in Antioch when Paul and Barnabas go there. Prophets, it says, and then prophets came um, from Jerusalem. And, and they stimulate and encourage that work and then lay on hands and send out the other two as apostles. And they suddenly become apostolic. And that's through the encouraging ministry of the, the, um, the uh, prophet. Um, it, that was a key part in stimulating apostles. So there's a centrifugal force, and I would say a synergistic effect when you get those two together. But look, <clears throat> the evangelism is in the middle. So if you're looking at your hands, um, looking at the back of your hand, 
um, you can see the thumb and the forefinger. This tells you what I'm doing right now. You see the thumb and forefinger go together. Those are those two rolls. Then the middle finger, don't, don't take that too far. They do bring the offense of the gospel. That's why usually when I'm naming them on uh, in, in a conference, I'll say, you know, they bring the offense of the gospel. Not, not much more to say about that. And they stand, <laughs> they stand alone a lot. Um, but then the middle, the ring finger is the shepherd because he's all about relationships. And the ring, or the pinky finger um, is about exactness and scriptural delicacy, theological accurateness. So I always use the imagery of a, a guy drinking a, a teacup with his pinky extended. You know, it's about the theological etiquette. But those two, if you look at the ring finger and the pinky, those are close together. So shepherds and teachers often serve together. Uh, and they get one another because they're the two conservatives. And so when you look at this, I believe that the lone finger in the middle, the evangelist, needs <laughs> the other four to keep him or her balanced. Um, that, <laughs> that the evangelist is such a wild card. And, and still, there's a three to two ratio of radicals to conservative, the evangelist being the last radical. So it's apostle, prophet, and evangelist. And I, I didn't mean to go this deep into the apex, but, but my point is, um, the, uh, if you look at the way it's listed, the apostle listed first is balanced by the um, shep- shepherd on the other side of the, of the evangelist. And the, the next one, the prophet, is balanced by the one two spaces away from it, which is the teacher. So the prophet and teacher balance each other. And we, we could talk about that a whole nother podcast. Prophets need teachers. Teachers need prophets because they are the balance to one another. The word and the spirit are balanced through those roles. And I would say very, very, very few churches have the word spirit balance right but the, the apostle and shepherd, they balance the outward-inward focus. So the apostle is constantly mobilizing the church out, and the shepherd is constantly caring for those within. Um, he's looking towards the health of the body. You know, he's saying, we got we to gotta make the body healthy. We got to make it strong. And the um, the apostle saying, no, we need to, to make it move, you know, we need to create movement and make it dangerous. And those are the, those are, those are the tensions that exist. And which one is Jesus in for? He's for all of those, right? They're different aspects. So for me, I don't know if I mentioned, do you remember um, when probably the last year that you were there, um, Lori and, um, um, oh shoot, I can't believe I'm blanking out. Jeff? Um, Jeff, yes, Lori and Jeff. Um, they came to us, and the, I didn't know this. Um, when I went last summer to refuge to visit, um, Lori, Lori said that the first time I met them, I looked at them funny and said, What are you two doing here? <laughs> And and she said that she was like almost crushed, oh, you know, no. like yeah, like like she she said to Jeff like, I don't want to go back there. That guy's a jerk. She she should have just said, Oklahoma. <laughs> well, so like this is so funny because she was laughing, and she was telling me first time I met you, I wasn't sure, you know, like 
you rubbed me the wrong way. And I was so glad that she, Lori's got guts. I was so glad that she told me, but she, you know, they got in the car to leave and she's, she told him like, I don't want to go back there. And, and I remember I had that thing, like, if you're a Christian, I don't really need you here. You know, like, you know, it, (laughs) you know, you're, you're, and, and, and that's very much an apostolic thing. It's like, Hey, I don't need you believers. You know, I, a couple of us, a core team, we're good. I got my partners. We're going to reach lost people and you'll just get in the way. Right. If you do pull that Christian nonsense that you do. And, and, and that's all good. And it serves a purpose. And I think God's in it to a certain degree. Um, but it's not all of it. Hmm. So in other words, the apostle's attitude towards a believer is you're either going to mobilize or you need to go. I'm going to mobilize you out of here. But a shepherd comes along and says to the apostle, and I've learned so much from shepherds. Shepherd comes along and goes, hey, Peyton, what if God brought him here to learn that? And, and maybe they don't show up with those skills. Maybe we teach them that while we're here. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's been a huge takeaway for me on a church planning team is to kind of realize like, and it sounds weird for, cause I would much rather have a prophetic leader on my church planning team because I want, I want a, pro, I want a partner. I want, you know, I want like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. I want Batman and Robin. I want, you know, think of all the great, you know, I want Gilligan and Skipper, which is like me and you, um, <laughs> Which hey, one am I? <laughs> You're Skipper, dude. Why, why do I gotta be Skipper? Because you, you call me little buddy. It's it's just the thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it bothers you. And I'm kind of a doofus. Let's face it. No, yeah, I'm but teasing. but Gilligan's actually kind of tall. He, uh, thank you for that. I'll take it. Dang it. And uh, <laughs> you know that dude was only known for being Gilligan. Oh, it was like he he couldn't get cast for anything else. After no, that. no. Never Bob, saw the skipper in a James Denver? Bond film. That, what was his name? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it kids was Bob Denver, right? Wait, wait, wait. Which one? Which one is the? Uh, which one was? Wait, why am I? John Denver. Okay, I was gonna say. Wait, wait, wait. My brain's doing something weird here. <laughs> Sunshine on Rocky my shoulders. John Denver. <laughs> John Denver. I'm like Bob Denver, Bob. But why does that sound wrong to me? Why does that sound like the singer? John Denver. John Denver. Dang it. But um. But yeah, so I mean, I'd much rather have a prophetic leader, but I need a shepherd. Like I really do, because I need a shepherd to come along. Like right now, I'm planning with Bo Moffitt, and Bo was one of the guys that came through Train Station, um, which was like my citywide cohort learning, yada, yada. And um, uh, cha-ching. Yeah, I was and, just uh, going to say. It's not available, so I can't cha-ching it yet, right? Like cha-ching? it is getting ready to, to be made available, but it's not available right now, you know, for the low, low price of whatever. But um but anyways, uh, Bo is getting my 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 pop filter just fell off. This thing I'm. I telling was like, you. "What are you doing, man? It sounds like you just well, it just fell off." And uh, now I'm going to try to put it on real quick while we're talking. There we go. All right, there we go. Do, do you need on, a sound effect while you do that? I got one queued up. <laughs> yes, yes, please. I read Peyton Jones more than I read Francis Chan. Just for you. <laughs> Thank you for not playing the one where he goes. I read Peyton Jones more than I read the Bible. <laughs> Recently, I stopped memorizing scripture and started memorizing passages of Church Zero. <laughs> Tell my need a reaching the unreached one. 
Cha-ching. Well, you tell Dan. He listens to the... Well, I don't know if he still does. All right, Dan. But... You heard it. You heard it. And uh, I need a meme with uh, your endorsement. So, um, anyways, but yeah, man. So, but I, you know, I'm doing it with, with Bo Moffat. And it's funny because I'll bring Bo with me almost everywhere I go because I know I'm missing like the, the relational mucilage that holds things together, you know? And uh, I, I, oh gosh, it just fell off again. God. Shepherds, your mucilage. That's what we just learned. Oh, dig, burn it. I need, I need the clip now of uh, uh, Flanders cussing. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I know where that one is. Flanders, there you are. Calm down, diddly, 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 diddly. They did their best. Shoddly, diddly, diddly, diddly. Gotta be nice. Hostility, diddly, diddly, diddly. Ah, hell, diddly, ding, dong, crap. Hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, those of you listening to the podcast with your uh, kids that just heard that uh, rash of profanity. As we like to call it, Christian cussing. Christian cussing by Flanders, courtesy of Flanders. That seriously was the funniest clip. That was my favorite clip going on this podcast for a long time. Was it? Yeah. But you know, I I just think it's really important to to know. Like, and and here's the thing: as I when you're first starting off in team leadership, um, this is the thing I find. Um, oh, God. 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 Mm. One way or another, Satan's going to stop this podcast. I'm going to just hold it. You know how like people take those pictures and they're holding that stick with a mustache? I put that in the category of stuff white people like, right? Like <laughs> like no people of color are that lame. It's did, funny cuz my we have my, to turn racist all of a sudden. We did, did we really have my, to go there. I kid you not. I wish I'd share this on Smack Talk. Something something really dumb was on TV the other day. And my daughter's African-American, and she's half white. And I looked over, and I said, you know, babe, you're going to find, as you get older, that white people are absolutely ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> she just started laughing. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, you know, and, and that, has, that is one of my favorite sayings, stuff white people like. But um, that's how I'm going to hold my pop filter for the rest of this podcast. At least there won't be uh, pops. Yes, yes, um, that's important. This is not Rice Krispies podcast. We will not have that snap, crackle, and pop into your morning. But um, getting back, I got you, Pete. Any questions you have? <laughs> um, so if I needed to like pick up a shepherd for my church plant, is there like a a, a place where they all hang out outside, and I can just drive up and you know, Costco? Uh, not Costco. Um, Home Depot. Um, you'll see them standing outside of Home Depot. Um, you go there. You 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 should report it to the IRS. You know when you use them. But when you use your um, your day labor your shepherds, shepherd. yes, your daily shepherd. Hey, need a shepherd for the day? Um, what's your rate? Um, and normally they'll tell you, okay, but I'm I won't dig. No digging. You know what and, I find uh, really interesting about the whole shepherd and uh, versus teacher phenomenon, because whenever you see uh, using the churches that are following the Moses model, right? You got your lead pastor and everyone else is basically an underling and the lead pastor leaves for whatever reason, his choice, church's choice, whatever people's choice, people's choice. And the person who replaces them 
if if it was like a shepherd who left and you go to a teacher, then everyone's like, oh, you know, I miss how much the you know the pastor he used to really care about us. This guy, eh, not so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and you need that. Like, if you've had that, I think with any of these roles. Once you've had it, and, and I think this applies all the, all the way across. If you've had an apostolic leader, you're kind of not the same after that. If you have a shepherd, you're not the same. You've, you've tasted it. If you've had a teacher, a really good teacher, you need that. You know, you'll, you'll always, but that's why I'm saying like the team leadership. Once you've tasted this, you've experienced part of the dynamic, multifaceted leadership that was in Jesus that he's given as a gift to his body. And when you move churches and your leader will have a strength. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was just last night at dinner, we were talking about um, Brian Sanders from the underground. And before like people kind of knew Brian, um, he was a part of my mobilization track for exponential. And um, <laughs> I knew we were going to be f- friends because I, I have this really funny story. Can I tell it real quick? Uh, I'll get to my point. Why would we stop now? Tell well, our stories. I, I got I got to say, like, this is the best Brian Sanders story. Um, so he, he leads Tampa Underground. Amazing. Alan Hirsch says it's the most amazing church in America, and I would agree right now. Um, but what 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 Brian, so they go, oh, I'll keep him up at his hotel and drive him to your, your track. So I get this call when we pull up on the parking lot. We're at Mariners in Newport um, for Exponential West. And I it's like a couple years ago. And um, and we pull up there, and I and I I'm talking to Brian. He's cool. He's funny. I'm making him laugh. He's kind of like Brad. Like he's not crazy. He's pretty sedate, but he's he's cool and he's funny. And and so I'm making him laugh a little bit. And then we pull up and we get out of the car. And I like totally rip this fart in the car. Right? Like when he he gets out first, and I grab something and I I trap a fart in the car and uh, close the door. And and we're walking out and I get this call from, uh, uh, Terry Saliba who runs, you know, the events at Expo and, and she goes, Oh, Peyton, you know, we had to move your room. You're in this room now. And it's, you know, where are you at? And I tell her and she goes, Oh, you gotta go to the other side of the campus. And it's huge. Like it's like a block. So I go, Oh, Brian, we got to go back. And I go, and I look at him and I go, Hey, Brian, we going to be friends. He goes, yeah. And I go, because I totally trapped a fart in the car. So I'm going to open my car door and we got to let it air out. And he starts dying. He goes, oh, dude, I could totally tell we're going to be friends now. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's just that's just how I roll. You know, I just got to shoot you straight here, Brian. You know, I trapped a fart in the car and we got to get back in it. So, dude, you know. But um, but and, but and once Sam, again, we're so happy that you listened to the Church Planner podcast. Thank you so much for joining us after six and a half years. Yeah, you know, somebody once told me people can't follow you and learn from you if they can't respect you. And uh, I hope you can still learn from me. Um, I fart. It, it it's true. I do, and I and I'm pretty sure Jesus did too. So I please, hope you can still please. learn from him. Can we use it the Christian way? I pass gas. <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've said all year. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, that is my favorite. Okay, that needs to be a sound bite. Okay, going back. Going back. Oh my gosh. So so Brian and I, we got each other big time. 
And, you know, he's a prophet. I'm apostolic. And, and that's what I was saying to Brad last night. I go, you know, in the few times I've, I've hung out with Brian, I'm, I'm pretty much picking up. He is a prophet. And Brad goes, oh, my gosh, totally 100% a prophet. And, and so here's the thing. Like, we were at this thing. Um, Exponential does this really cool thing where they get all these um, kind of like movement makers and heads of networks together. It used to be called Future Travelers. But anyways, they were meeting in Long Beach. And we were hanging out there. And, um, and Brian, this is such a profit move. Brian walks in. And like some of the leaders, like uh, Larry, Deb, Wachemeyer, they're hosting it. And um, these are all kind of like exponential dudes. And um, uh, Bill Kokenauer, who uh, kind of runs that aspect of it, and um, Terry Saliba, and a couple other, just one or two other of like the speakers and what have you. And we're all hanging out like in this, um, you know, in the room where it was going on. They got this like kitchen at the back of it. And we're all hanging out. And Brian walks in and he looks super burdened and heavy. And he, he walks in and he goes, Bill, what are we doing here? <laughs> Which is such a prophet thing to like, you question everything. Is Jesus even in this? And he just goes, Bill, what are we doing here? He goes, I mean, we were in that last session. That guy was going on for an hour about you know building your brand and yada yada and he's like is god even in that i mean the dude didn't even pray (laughs) he's just like so burned and everybody's standing there like uh don't know what to do but oh my gosh man it was so freaking funny because that is a prophet and you know i can i could go a long way with those dudes like i get them that's not how i'm wired but I love that as a, because it's radical and it's disruptive and it's it's hey before we mobilize let's let's get on our knees let's seek the face of God I need a prophet I need that dude I yep. need that dude who's tapping in to the supernatural and wants to boil it all down and shut it all down and restart it that's 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 what apostles do as well so anyways but yeah you need a shepherd and we're running out of time so uh pete while you're doing all this team leadership man how do you how do you get things done like the you know the 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 bookkeeping the you know church finances yada 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 well you know i'm glad that you asked peyton because i've actually reached out to a a good old boy a, a church planter uh, who, who now uh, runs a company called SimplifyChurch.com. Josh what? Henry over at SimplifyChurch.com. I tell you, I hit him up and I say, Josh. And he says, what, Pete? I'm kind of busy here. I say, Josh, here's what Not I a need from you. <laughs> and, and he hooks me up. He helps me out with tax statements. He helps me out with payroll, workman's comp. What? You name it, they help out with it. Josh, what in the heck Simplify is that Church? website, Pete? Simplifychurch.com. What? what? All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell. Head on over to Simplifychurch.com and tell Peyton and Pete sent you. And in the meantime, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. The Church Planner Podcast isn't the podcast that planners deserve, but the podcast they need.
Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music